The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Hello, welcome to the Mosaic Healing Gardens. This is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. Thank you for being here today. I'm so excited when you join me in the gardens. And it is fall, uh, coming into autumn, I guess, in the gardens. I've got a lot of squash on right now um, and beautiful tomatoes. So the trees are starting to turn just a little bit. And as we're moving into fall, we're going to be talking today about staying centered in the movement of chaos that seems to be going on around us um, continually in the world. And um, as we're working the medicine wheel, we have been moving around, and we are coming into Eagle Condor. So on the medicine wheel, first we started with serpent, which is our awareness. We're shedding our skin and being aware. And the four elements of living an inspired life are awareness, being aware that there's change needs to happen. Education, which we went into with Jaguar. Going out and finding the sore resources that we need to in order to make the changes in our life. Action, getting up and doing something, which was hummingbird. We'll be going back periodically to these different directions, but right now we're going to work with support, the direction, the fourth direction of jaguar. I mean, humming, excuse me, eagle. So we've gone through all those directions, and now we're in eagle. And we're working with support, creating a support group around you that helps you stay centered when everything around you is going chaotic. So meditation, writing, we have talked all about that, being grounded and clearing. At the end of our um, episode today, we're going to be doing a cord cutting meditation. So stay around for that. I want to make sure you get that. That's really important in, in letting go and releasing and be able to stay grounded. So um, I want to ask you what you surround yourself with. What What kind of music, what kind of activities and what kind of people are you surrounding yourself with? Because as you are doing the process of moving forward and you're letting go of all those things that do not work, it is important to be surrounded with a community of an environment, an environmental community that supports you and keeps you grounded in moving forward. That's what's going to help you stay centered in the eye of the storm. Um, it wasn't long ago when I when I was living in a community that the vibration of that community wasn't conducive to what I was doing about 10 years ago before I ended up moving here to Moab. And I was taught and the, raised with the belief that if I could be just loving myself enough and doing my inner work, it didn't matter where I was at, I would be all right, that I, that I could move forward. And yet I was living in a community that didn't vibrate the energy back that I vibrated. And you can go to, um, to, to look at um, 
Hawkins' work, and he talks about the vibration of energy, which we'll talk about in one of the shows, but one of the vibration of energy, and it wasn't vibrating at the same level I was in this community. So it was like, like digging a trench. I was digging a trench and moving the dirt away, and every morning I'd come back and it was full again, and I'd have to dig again and then make, what, a couple inches of, uh, of leadway in digging this and digging this trench maybe um, in my life, and that's a metaphor for what my life was like. So here I was learning how to move forward, and yet every day I had to get up and declare who I was again and, and try to work from that place instead of being able to move forward at a rapid rate. And what got my attention is I ended up going to Mexico City to Teotihuacan, and um, that's a place where I was told that the interpretation that means where man goes to become God. And I was walking the Toltec with Don Miguel Ruiz, and I was doing this course, and I went to Teotihuacan for a week. And there are, um, at the temple there, where the Toltec used to go, they would bring the elite of the Toltec to learn to become um, spiritual leaders. There is a place called the Valley of the Dead, and you, it's seven areas. You'd walk up these seven platforms, and each platform is like the size of a football field. And they were represented the seven chakras. And as you walked down up each one of those platforms, you would come to the top, and then you would would do a ceremony in the Temple of the Sun and the Temple of the Moon, which were across from each other, which represented the male and the female of our energy field. So we were in the chakras, and we were, were doing ceremony, and we'd come into the third level, which is the third chakra is the level of identity. And we were there doing ceremonies and we were, we were talking and we'd had the, like a little lecture for the day and we were breaking up and going to do our meditation. So we all found a spot on this football field of the third chakra to find a place to meditate. And as I was walking over to meditate, one of these microbursts came through, a little tornado, and it was picking up all sorts of trash and debris and, and dirt and, um, and, and bushes and, and just all sorts of things, everything in its way. And it was just a little one, but it was coming right at me. And I thought, okay, I can handle this. I can stay centered in the eye of this little tornado. So I hunkered down and I covered my eyes and, and tumbleweeds were pelting me and all sorts of things. And it was hurting. It was hurting really a lot. And yet I was saying, saying to myself in my head, look at me. I can stay strong in this eye of this little tornado. And then my inner little voice, that thing that speaks to me, said to me, we get it. We get it. You can stay in this tornado, but can you move out of it? And if you had moved 10 feet to one side or 10 feet to the other side, you would have been out of the tornado's path. And I started to realize that it is important to be able to move out of the tornado path too. It's important to know that you can move to one side or the other. And I really got a clear understanding that in order for me to move forward in my life, I needed to live in a community that reflected the lifestyle I lived. And I needed to surround myself with friends and people that were going to support that lifestyle. I was making a lot of people uncomfortable in my life that no longer vibrated the same energy I did. Nothing wrong or right about each other's vibration. It's just that if you want to call into your life people that are healthy and living 
a healthy life, then you have to vibrate that same energy out. And then they'll come in and you have to be willing to release what does not work in your life anymore. And I was working with one of my clients uh, um, a couple years back who was dealing with heroin addiction. And she would go and we would do sessions and then she would go to these amazing retreats and then she'd go home and get back into her addiction. And what she had to do and what we worked together as I walked the medicine path with her was helping her be able to release her connection to not only the addiction, but the addiction of surrounding herself with people that were in the addiction. If you are a recovering alcoholic and you say, well, I'm going to go to a bar and sit at a bar and let them present as much alcohol to me as possible and I'll resist it, you would say that's crazy. That, that's like setting yourself up to fail. Well, it's the same way when you've started walking this medicine path. We have gone through the four directions, which we will continue to go through for the next year. And now we're moving into the direction of support. What are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you hanging out with? You know, your friends reflect back to anyone who you are. Your lifestyle reflects back to anyone who you are. So who are you surrounding yourself with? And as I have said before, as I bring up these new topics on the radio, I get to work with them. And I had that come up this week, too. As I was going out to dance, I love to dance, and I was at a bar dancing, and I started looking at what I was surrounding myself with and went, you know, this isn't a reflection. It's not a reflection of the Mosaic Shaman. It's not a, a reflection of the direction I want to go. So now I have to move away from that as well and find another place to do my dances and my expression because it, it, I felt so uncomfortable with where I was at because I have made, made changes in my life that have brought the vibration of my level up. So that's what we're going to talk about, looking at where your vibration level is. What are you doing in your life right now? And what are you surrounding yourself with? Because that is actually what's going to move you towards where you want to go, that vision down the road that we're looking at in one year of where we want to go and moving towards it. And I can help you with that. I can help you with that here on the radio, and I can help with that personal one-on-one. -on -one. For the next month, I am offering um, a month-long sessions to people who haven't um, been part of my life coaching practice before. And if you go into soulhealerspath.com, it's only 300 for a month. We'll start the sessions. Of the, you'll have four of them, and it explains the package there. And that will give you an idea of what it is to walk the medicine path. I also have individual sessions that I do too. It's, it's time, as we said, to get up and do something. It's time to surround yourself with people that are going to support you. And the support you get here every week on the radio is helping you move forward. And I want to help you move forward and to be able to move that into your life. That's my purpose on this earth. I know that's my purpose, to share with others what I have learned and to help you walk the medicine path so that you can live a life that is reflecting the divine, beautiful being of light that you are. And that reflects out and comes back. And that you are living an inspired life. Because that's what we're all going for here. To live an inspired life. And part of that is going to be getting um, the people around you and your, and your surroundings to change. And change those by you making a move forward. Now, 
at the same time, you're the one that's doing the changing. You're the one that's responsible for your life because no one else can be. You're the one that's going to make these choices. And you're the one that's going to move forward. And I want to help you do that. So go to soulhealerspath.com and look that into that. Now today we're going to be bringing a local healer. Local as in he lives in this beautiful valley of Moab too. I met Drew about... Um, 10 years ago when I first moved here, he was a massage therapist at the time and was doing body work. So um, Drew Roots is um, a body worker. He has been a body worker for 27 years. Um, he ha- His focus has evolved to creating more permanent changes in those clients ready to take their body and mind to the next level. I watched him grow. It's amazing to see. He's one of those always out there seeking people who know how to grow more and he takes a lot of trainings to to bring his um his healing practice up to a higher level he works with um people that are dealing with uh, chronic pain uh, that haven't responded to conventional treatment he helps them get mobile and strong so they can return to all the activities of their life he offers one-on-one and one and two week weekend week-long retreats you get individual private training and body work and coaching to change long-standing muscle memory holding patterns in the body. Utilizing unique therapies for modern and ancient wisdom coupled with nutrition and supportive healing environment, big shifts can happen. And I know they can. And so we're going to bring Drew on in just a moment and we will um, talk to him about his body work. And so stay tuned till after the break and I will talk to you in a moment. Thank you. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Sit back. Relax. Breathe. Reconnect to the still, small voice within. Take the time to make a weekly visit to the sounds of the heart with host Sandy Goldstone. This unique program will help you cultivate and strengthen your heart's connection and feel love, beauty, and joy. You don't need to fear or suffer. Heed the call. Say yes to living from the heart's truth. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Join the evolving consciousness of humanity. Inside Out is the voice of the inner revolution. Join host Beth Green and co-host James Maynard for a weekly program empowering humanity to change. We heal traumas getting in our way, see ourselves more clearly, overthrow stale and destructive personal and social traditions, explore a new liberating spirituality, meet guests who are challenging old ways, and join up with others who are changing themselves and our world. Listen for Inside Out. Live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today... Please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Well, hello, Drew. Um, welcome to the show, The Mosaic Healing Gardens. And welcome everyone back. I have with me um, Drew Ritz, which is a licensed with their, uh, massage therapist, plus a whole lot of other things. I was looking at all the things he does. He does acupuncture, tai chi, qigong. Um, so it looks like when I'm looking at um, your, your reading here about you, Drew, it looks like you do a lot of the Eastern arts of healing. Is that true? Yes, that is a, a major part of what I do now. But I also kind of combine it with the modern wisdom of uh, exercise physiology. So kind of combining both these days. Wonderful. So what, what I'm interested to know what brought you into, the, into this um, practice. Uh, well, I think it's that old adage where you kind of teach what you need to learn most. And I was such a tight-muscled person, but I didn't know how tight I was. So I sort of somehow slipped into massage therapy as a beginning, and now I'm doing push therapy about 22 years later, which is kind of an advanced form of body work that what is, loosens yeah, up your what is muscles that? quite a bit. Yeah, explain push to therapy you what push is like therapy a whole is. system where you're not just doing body work, you're also doing some training and some, <clears throat> excuse me, mobility training, uh, physical training, to not just get you out of pain, but to get your muscles strong and endurance enough so that you can go through all the activities of your day without pooping out at the end. Because it's not too hard to get somebody out of pain, but what's the trick is to prevent it from coming back. And most people just go to get out of pain, but they never take it to the next level. And that's what push therapy does. It takes you to a level that you almost don't realize is possible because it's you don't know what you don't know. So I try to take people there, those that are willing to go there. And when you're talking about willing to go there and, and the word push, um, it makes me just a little hesitant. So tell me, use my words <laughs> and tell me what that means. <laughs> yeah. Well, push is kind of the name that the uh, founder came up for the therapy, but it's really not pushy at all in that sense. It's an acronym for power under soft hands, and it has some roots in push hands in Tai Chi, where you're actually very soft when you work on somebody, and that softness is what gets you to release the tissue, even though it feels very powerful when it's being done to you. Yeah, that sounds a lot nicer. I like that. I like that. <laughs> The yeah. softness, yeah. And so when you um, work with a client and uh, you're talking about chronic illness, so you're, you're talking about people that are coming in that had no longer function the way that they used to. Is that my, the definition of chronic illness? That it's always chronic uh, pain? Yeah, day? I would call it more um, chronic pain or chronic muscle pain. Sometimes people like myself don't realize how tight they are, it's sort of an unconscious thing. So everybody knows when they go to the therapist and they get worked on, they, they discover they had tight spots they didn't know they had. So if you take push and you multiply that a few times, people realize, wow, I didn't know I had this and this and this going on. I had no idea I was creating tension by doing this certain workout that I do or 
the day-to-day activities of life or I never realized how much I was compensating for my injury. So we take all those and get people to realize what's really going on with them. And it's really an an all-encompassing system, but it focuses on the physical initially. So um, I know I... I've learned to live with pain, and I forget sometimes how much I have of it until it starts to go away. So there is a choice not to live with pain. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, absolutely. People get so used to their pain that it literally becomes so, what's, how can I put it? Well, I know one guy, when he finally got out of pain, he thought something was wrong with him. He was like, what? What's wrong with me? He was really nervous and upset. He had this chronic pain for four years. But all that really happened was he finally became pain-free, but it felt so weird that he didn't know what to do with himself. Uh, So I think it's epidemic. I think holding uh, tightness in our bodies is epidemic, but we don't really know that we're doing it. Yeah, the, the, the walking around being tight and not being able to be flexible, um kind of fits in with the teaching that life is hard and you must work hard and everything must be hard instead of the teaching of going with the flow and relaxing. Right, yeah. And in, in my therapy, we never we never train into what the body can't do, but we don't put ourselves in a state of tension and stress to to get better. So in other words, if somebody's knee is hurting when they're doing an exercise, then we would we would stop it and we wouldn't we would modify it so that they're not creating tension because it's so easy even if you go to the gym you'll see people there creating tension all the time because they think they're doing it right because that's the funny thing you think you're lifting weights correctly but you're really not you're often creating or what i call training into tension without realizing that you're doing it so it's so there's so much misinformation out there about what it means to be healthy. Even when you're, you're confident on the flexibility, I worked with yoga teachers who had incredible tightness, but they were really flexible. So it's not just about that either. It's, it's about really getting grounded and getting your muscles to truly relax and let go. We've been talking about being grounded when chaos is going on around us in the world right now. And I know personally when I'm in pain, I can hardly focus on anything and making life any better. And when issues come in that need to have something I could, I could actually do something about and address, I can't because I'm, I'm exhausted from the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it limits my ability to move forward and to make changes. So um, how important is it in life to take the time and the practice to maintenance your body and, and do a, a do what the process you're doing and what how much time would it take every day to do that? Uh, you mean with my therapy or just yeah uh, with the push therapy or just yeah. all the body work you do? I mean it takes time. I want to add. There's two questions I'm asking here because it takes time and people seem to go. I just don't have time for that. And yet, how important it is it is it to maintain the only vehicle that we're going to be living in long we're here? I want you to ask ask those two things. That would be nice to address the fact that um, how much time does it take, and what's it worth to somebody? Yeah, great questions. Yeah, uh, 
it doesn't really take that that long in, in my therapy to do the actual movements, but you do have to do them, and you do have to be taught them first because it's easy to do them incorrectly. So maybe uh, at first it only takes about five minutes. I can get somebody feeling better in their legs in five minutes if I can get them into the right position. And as they progress along, because that's just the beginning, it might take maybe 15 minutes a day. And it's so critical. You know, you have to have discipline before you can have freedom. Like, people are always talking about how they want freedom. But if they don't have the discipline to get to that freedom, then it's really difficult to achieve your goals and get what you really want out of life. It's too easy to get discouraged. So... Even though there's many causes of pain, you know, there's emotional, nutritional, and physical, if you're feeling physically good, that is so much easier to accomplish things. And when you're not feeling so good, you can make up a million reasons why you're not up for doing something. It's like, I just don't feel like doing it. But once you have the emotional energy and you've got the tools, so much easier to stay motivated and accomplish what you want in your life. Drew, for the last um, 14 weeks, we've been talking about retraining our brain, retraining our brain to see things differently, and that would be part of that because the body says, oh, you know, I really don't want to do it. The brain says, okay, but I have this great idea. We should go out and exercise, and getting those two together is is exactly what you're talking about, the discipline to say, okay, I'm going to think differently about this because – I'm maintaining my body for down the road so that it will get me where I need to be. And that mm-hmm. comes into being grounded, right? Yeah, that's a big part of it. And there's different levels of grounding. For example, you know, I used to do the kind of body work where i go out of my body while I was working on somebody. And we'd have these neat spiritual experiences. <laughs> and I'd say, wow, I feel great, awesome. But I was always tripping and injuring myself. <laughs> I yeah. have to laugh about it because I was so ungrounded. No idea what, what, what grounded really meant. But the definition I've come to is uh, true groundedness is staying relaxed while releasing tension at the same time. So you're not wow. just turning into a puddle. You're, you're relaxing, but you're releasing your tension as you ground. Nice. If you can do that, it's, it's a way different experience than just um, I don't know, laying back on the couch and saying, I'm going to center myself and be grounded. That will not truly ground you. It just might make you feel a little better. And then you get up and you can't, you, your hip, I, I you know, work with hip stuff. And <laughs> yeah, then your you hip up. doesn't work or you're in pain and you're trying to figure out how to, to move around around the day. We're evolving so fast. We're evolving so fast in our in our consciousness of healing. I just love it. So now you're learning more. You're learning more, right? And, and, and what you've learned, explain to me what you have learned from where you started, because you started this path 27 years ago, and I know you, you could go on for hours about what you've learned, but give us an overview of what you learned and where you are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you learn is that there's a higher level of relaxation you can go to, just like there's a higher level of groundedness you can go to. When you first start out doing body work in a school, you say, okay, it hurts here, work here, make it feel better. And maybe that's as far as it goes in, in the class. And then gradually you take more classes and you say, okay, now we're learning how to release this muscle faster and quicker. But what they don't teach is 
teaching people how to, uh, excuse me, how to let go of the tension themselves. And that's sort of what's unique about push therapy is it's not an endless series of treatments. It's more, I'm probably going to see six to 12 times for two-hour sessions each time. And by the time you get out of here, you're going to have the tools where you're not going to see me anymore unless you want to for refinement or to take, your, take it to the next level. So that is, is something that I've evolved to, and it took me 22 years to understand that new concept in the body work, in the health and wellness business. So I think it's a huge achievement for me to just, to just get that and just say, wow, I'm really understanding this. And in my own journey, I feel way more stronger. I'm not near as tight as I used to be, even though I was notoriously, notoriously tight in my body. Just, I'm so embarrassed that, to talk about it. Where, and I wanna, I'm interested to know if that tightness in your body reflected itself in other personal areas of your life. Sure. I mean, there was an emotional aspect. So if I'm emotionally stressed about something and I'm doing something physical while I'm emotionally stressed, like say I'm at the gym lifting weights and I'm feeling insecure and I'm lifting these weights and creating tension, then that's like a double whammy as opposed to being a happy person at the gym lifting weights. (laughs) There's a big difference. So uh, I guess... I guess it's uh, a, whole, a whole new way of looking at it. It's how I would see it. And it, it's something that doesn't, people don't get right away, but the more that they do this method, the more they come to appreciate the difference. And they go, you know, I'm realizing this now and this now and this now. And this might be people that get body work every week for years just to let go of their stress. And this still always comes back. So I like the idea that you're teaching others to be responsible for themselves from where you where you're you're taking them. You're taking them, and then you're saying you're going to actually learn how to do this on your own. Will it be something that I will do on my own in my own life once you teach me how to do it? I'll repeat that again. I didn't. Will it be something that after you you know I have a session with you, and uh-huh. will I take that home? And there's there's something on my end that I'm going to need to do. To make it keep continually work for me. What does yes, your client do? Okay. Because I really don't want to make you dependent on me. You know, it's much more empowering to realize, oh, yeah, I don't have to go see Drew unless I really want to. You know, unless I just miss him or want to get some clarification. Or he told me that there's another level we can take this to when I'm ready. So okay. that's, you do have to do something that's true. You have to do it consistently, but it feels really ah. good. It becomes addictive. Well, you get to be responsible for yourself. That's what I like, too. I like teaching. <laughs> yeah. Teaching. It's teaching. It goes back to philosophy about the fish, right? Give a man mm-hmm. a fish, and he has a fish for a day. Teach a man to fish, and he has fish for a lifetime. And and that's the same principle that this applies to. That I like. I like that idea that you're teaching others. Um, and I also like the point that you never stop. You keep growing. You're not done. Absolutely. We're always, you know, taking it to the next level. And not everybody's going to do that. Some people are just really grateful to get out of pain. But I try to emphasize the part where, wow, you know, when you get older, you don't have to fall into the old age category of I'm getting old and I'm getting stiff. 
you can get more mobile every year if you follow the program. Really? It's unique. It's not, it's not yoga. It's not running. It's not uh, really weightlifting, even though we lift some really light weights. It's about getting a strong yet supple core and body, which totally changes the way you can do things. So you can do things way easier without injuring yourself. Like people say, oh, I used to garden, but I I can't now because every time I do, my back just kills me. So, so that's you're not, something that Bush would you're teach not, you. Okay, you're what? not limited by your age. You're not limited by your age. Not really, unless your life force is so far gone that you really have a hard time uh, doing anything and you've kind of reached that part in your journey in life where you're, you're not going to be doing much. But I've worked with people 80 years old and they've gotten better. I've worked with an 80-year-old for about maybe three months. Does your practice bring in um, the mind part of it too, um, the self-talk and as well as the body part of it? Does it incorporate both of those together? Yes, absolutely. And that's why they need my coaching when they're doing the exercises because the mind says, oh, I can't do that. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing it right. So I'm kind of an encouraging coach to empower them so when they're not with me and they see me the following day or two days later, they can still do it without losing their motivation. So they can come back and go, hey, I did this, and then we refine it and take them to another level. Uh, is that what you're asking, or are you asking more about the emotional No, you, you did. You, that's exactly what I was asking. I, I want to understand that it, it's, a, it's a total mind-body kind of spirit movement. And... How exciting because we are living longer and in order to live longer, I want to be able to move and do the things I'm doing. And I, I just had a, a, a visit with a, with an elderly, uh, 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 elderly family member. I'm being careful about what I'm saying here. Um, that the mm-hmm. whole weekend, all I kept hearing is I can't do this because I'm this age and I can't do this because I'm that age. And I thought, you know, I want to live a full life, Drew. So you're going to be, are you going to be able to help me if I came to you to live a full life? I'm 54 now and I want to go into my 80s and 90s being able to do what I love doing. I believe I can do that. Yeah, and unless there's some weird karmic reason where you're not supposed to, then you can absolutely do that. It just takes that little willingness to step forward and recognize that, yeah, you know, I don't know what I don't know. You know, those four stages of learning, the unconscious incompetence, you have no idea what you don't know. But there's stuff you don't know. It's just not risen to your consciousness yet. And then you have that conscious incompetence where you say, gosh, now I realize that I don't, I don't know how to do this. And you learn how to do it, and you, you work with it for a while, and you have conscious competence where you say, okay, I can do this, but I really got to think about it. And then that final stage of unconscious competence where you're living it as a way of life. So your movements don't make you tense anymore no matter what you're doing. That's what we're trying to achieve in push therapy. So you're taking a new idea and to the, the, the brain and saying, I know that you don't understand it, but once you start seeing some progression... Then it'll make sense? Yeah, the connections start kicking on. Like, for example, I get somebody in here who's very strong, who's an athlete. I, I put them in a position, 
and they they can't they get in the position, but they can't release their tension. And and the, the position looks like they're in it perfectly right, but they don't know how to release the tension in the body. So that's what I have to teach them, because they're so used to being strong and tight that they have no idea how to be strong and supple. So that has to be had to be retaught to them. And then they finally realize that, whoa, when I do it like that, oh, that makes me release tension in my body. And that they're on the way to uh, conscious competence. That, that's got to make you feel good when you see that. It's super rewarding. It's, it's way more rewarding than working on somebody every week. And then they become dependent on you and say, yeah, I felt good for a couple of days, but now it's back. Because I'm not giving him the tools, and so I can't, I can't really go back to the way I was. I have to teach people how to change themselves, because now that I know how to do it, <laughs> it's hard yeah. not to do it. Oh, I love that! It's hard not to share it, and um, so I'm. I, you use this in your own life, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I'm a very tight person. But I get looser, I have no pain, and I feel much better than I did five years ago. Meaning I can do things that don't make me, my back go into spasm like it used to. You know, I can do regular massages and do my, my tension-releasing exercises at the end of the day, and my arms feel fine the next morning. They're not all bound up. You know, massage therapists have this really high dropout rate. It's 50%, I think, in the first five years of their career, like half of them just drop out. I, I could see why, so because the body would Yeah, they're high. hard work, so, and they don't know how to yeah. release their tension. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Um, so how can people reach you? And if, if I'm living at a distance, do you do any distance healing by any chance? No, this has to be done in person, because it's... The first part of it is very physical, okay. and I have done that kind of work in the past, but right now I'm focused on mm-hmm. on more hands-on, so I've set up a thing here in Moab where people can come and stay either on the premises or off the premises for a weekend or seven days, and just give them everything I got. And they have a nice space to integrate it in, and they can really come away, come away changed. Well, and Moab is such a spiritual, beautiful center to be in, and so that energy of the community here anyway is great. So if you haven't visited Moab, this is probably a good opportunity to come visit Moab and come and see Drew and his work. Um, so where can they find you on the international web <laughs> so they'll know how to get a hold of you? Right. The website is www.smwr. That stands for San Miguel Wellness Retreat. So SMWR and then dot ABMP. So that's the first two letters of the alphabet. And then M is in the name Mike and then P is in the name Paul. So www.smwr.abmp.com. So um, if I were to even just Google Drew, Ritz, would I find you? That's interesting. If you put Moab in there, you might. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
yeah, I think it's well worth it to come and, and check it out. Come to Moab and see Drew and, and the beautiful community here. He's one of the amazing healers we have in this valley. Drew, how long have you lived in Moab? I've been here 21 years now. Wonderful. Just love it here. Still, yeah. still a really nice place to live. Yeah, there's some sacredness about it. Um, we seem to have a nice community of healers that work together with each other. Absolutely. We have a really good group here. There's, I would say, I mean, it seems like there's exceptionally talented healers here. That's what there I are. Yeah, that's artist healers and just, uh, I think we have, I just to mention, because uh, I won't, want our listeners to know, I think we have about eight nonprofits here in a community of 10,000 people, and we support those um, on on a budget of most people make minimum wage or not much above. So it's a really tells a little bit about the community we live in, that we really love to support each other. Absolutely. It's a unique town in Utah. It really is. Yeah. There's a population amount of what's going on here. So if you get a chance to come and visit, come and come and see Drew, go on his site, and you can sign up for the body work. It's well worth it. I mean, your body is the only thing you're going to have to carry you through this life. If you're not giving it the time that it needs to heal, then you're going to run out. And um, I'm watching too many people I know that haven't who are in their 70s and 80s and not able to function. And then I see an amazing smaller group of people that are. So nothing is a limit if you put your mind to it. So, Absolutely. And I want to say one more thing. Uh, people can call me for a free 50-minute consultation to make sure that the push therapy is going to be right for them. And that's no charge. We just set oh. up a time, and you can um, call my phone number. Okay. Do, Do you, you have my phone number there, Christy? Yeah, you want to give it? Can you give it to them here on air, on the air? Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to so, call for a 50-minute consultation to see if it's something you're interested in coming out to, please call Drew at... 435-260-9298. Okay, wonderful. Okay, Drew, we're going to go into meditation now. Thank you so much for being on air with us, and I appreciate oh, it. Oh, I really appreciate the, it, too. Yeah, your time and... Um, and what you shared with everyone. I appreciate what you're doing to change the world, to make it more of a of living in our, in our highest power of intention. Thank you so much. Right back at you, Christy. Thank you. Okay. All right. So now, now I'm going to ask you to do is to put your feet on the ground and ground yourself. Take in a deep breath, and you know how to drop in. If you don't, um, go ahead and ground your feet and drop into your breath meditation and any sort of grounding is done through the breath bringing the breath into the belly and exhaling deeply we need to learn to breathe from our belly not from our chest so we drop our breath all the way and making the belly soft and supple and bringing the breath in and relaxing it out Bringing it in and relaxing it out, dropping in as if we have roots coming out of our spine into the ground, that great tree, as if it were an oak, our beautiful sequoia, just great, strong tree. The trunk that goes all the way into the earth, bringing up the energy of the earth all the way in. We're going to bring it into our third chakra today, which is right under 
your diaph- where your diaphragm is, where your ribs come together, right there, just bringing that in, right into the ribs, bringing the air up through the ground, and as we're pulling energy up through the earth from our roots, getting ourselves very grounded, letting any negative thoughts go out with the exhale, and bringing in positive energy from the earth up. You can take your hands and pull energy up, to the diaphragm and exhale let it go now as our crown opens we bring that energies from the higher source down our crown through the chakras into the third chakra the identity the who I am the I am that I am with the breath bringing it up exhaling bringing light down through the crown into the third chakra and up through the earth And that expansion of the belly as we bring the air in and deflating the air out, taking out any negative thoughts. So I want you to imagine that there is a golden light, like a golden sword coming down and it is going to cut any cords that are attached to your third chakra, any cords that are connected to you. Cords are just... What I'm saying, like a hose, it's coming from someone else to you. Unless you have children under the age of 13 or you're pregnant with a baby, no one needs to be corded to you. And we're going to ask those cords to be removed and cut. Those cords that are attached to you, that are keeping you attached to that other person. We're going to cut that cord with this beautiful golden sword and we're going to send that cord back with love to the person from who it came from. With our highest intention of love, we send it back. And we ask that any cords that have been connected anywhere else in our body now be released with this golden light of sword. They're cut and sent back to those people that they belong to. And we also ask any cords that we have that we're sending out to other people also be cut and release, sending back love to those people and keeping our own energy source within us. We are this divine being of love and light and no one has to get their energy from us because they have the same ability that you do to pull it up from the earth and down from the heavens. And when energy is healthy, it reflects out around you like this beautiful glow of light. And when you go out and you connect with someone else who has that healthy energy, your energy will play together, but it will not mesh together. And when you go out and there is somebody you're connecting with and you feel like they're taking your energy, they're called energy vampires, and they want to come in and they they see this light that you are becoming, this beautiful light that you are remembering, because you always have been. But you're stoking up that light now and you're growing it out and they see it and they come in and they have this desire to attach to it because they don't know what it is, but they want it. It is yours. And and so now we're going to take the cord and cut it and send that back to love because they can get their own energy. It comes from the same source that you get it from. It comes from the heavens and the earth and the great spirit and the whole connection to Pachimama, the earth, and that energy is your divine birthright to walk forward in love and peace in this world. And so now we ask that the divine 
ascended beings, disconnect any cords that are attached to us, any cords, and let them go with love. We ask for healing. We ask for healing of our third chakra. We ask for healing to ground us to the earth. There's a lot of chaos going on right now. And we know that fear is false evidence appearing real. So we ask that any cords connected to fear be released and cut with this golden sword and set back to the source from which they come. And we send it back with divine love. We send it back with that divine understanding and love that it will go where it needs to go and that that source from which it came will get all the love and energy that it needs to on its own. And then we asked that we have this light of protection put around us. When anyone's trying to come into your energy field, there are so many ways you can send their energy back in love. You can cut cords, as we're doing in this sacred cord cutting ceremony. Cords coming down that are cut by that golden light and sword from the golden healing love of our divine higher self or God self, totally connecting to our God self with our breath. Cleaning out the energy field, and this can be done as you sit in meditation, you can just send it back. And if somebody has a very strong cord from a past experience with you, you may have to do the decording a couple times a week or even a, a day. And you just send that cord back with love and you just send that cord back with love. Always sending it with love. As we were talking about last week, the I am that I am, those words, the statements and the words we use, if you can send love and forgiveness out to the person that you feel the most resistance against right now, you will find an immense amount of healing that will ground you and keep you centered in what is going on. And listen to the people out there that are giving you inspiration. Listen to the people out there that are inspiring you. Reach out to the people who are dedicating their lives to changing the planet for a healing place. When I'm working on my art, I am listening to inspired people. When I am working in my yard, I'm listening to inspired people. When I'm working in my life, I am listening to inspired people, people who are going to inspire me and move me forward. I want to surround my whole being right now with inspiration, movies, music, people. It's important because it's what keeps me grounded. And I want to cut the cords and send them back with love to anyone who tries to cord and connect to me because they have the ability to receive their own divine blessing and light. It's not my job to carry another one through their journey. It's my job to love them as they take their journey. And I want you to really hear that. It is not your job to carry another person through their journey. It is your job to love them as they grow in their journey. You can hold yourself center in the eye of chaos that is going around. You can be totally grounded. And in order to do that, you're going to have to let go of what does not work. You're going to have to move to the vibration of what does. You're going to move up the vibration scale and you're going to move into a place where you hold a higher vibration and call in those people that hold that higher vibration. I bring them on the radio to talk to you, to share with you their vibrational light because the more that 
you change and the more people that change out there, the more the world changes. Use this meditation to take yourself in and cut cords whenever you need to. Your breath coming out, coming out of the meditation, putting your hand on your heart, reminding yourself you're a divine being of love and light. Thank you for being with me today. Next week, I'm going to be bringing on Jean Koken. Jean Koken's mother died from ovarian cancer. And she's going to talk about the role of actually facing that hard talk that you don't want to talk about when somebody's going to pass and how you can, you can do that, talking about the things that you need to talk about. She is the author of a book that's called When I Die, I Take, Take My Panties, which has a cute little story behind it she'll share with you about her mother. Um, she has a lot of humor. It's going to be a humorous, enlightening um, program. Uh, I ask you to please come back and join us next week. And until then, I ask that you have a day of love, light, and the divinest beings possible. Thank you for coming to Mosaic Healing Gardens. Go into soulhealerspath.com to learn more about the work that I do and invite your friends to listen in. If you missed any part of this show or you want to go back and listen again, go back to Voice America and you can broadcast it every 12 hours and you can re-listen. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.